Welcome to Doing the Most, the series where we talk about the misadventures of entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Georgie, execution strategist and serial entrepreneur. This series is here to get real about what entrepreneurial life truly looks like. We are driven, persistent, hardworking, ambitious. We are human, and these are our stories. Welcome back to another episode of Doing the Most, The Misadventures of Entrepreneurship. Today, our guest is Juan Baranechi, and he is the Latino real estate agent, and he's trying to build the number one Latino real estate agency in the world. And so I'll let Juan tell us about why this dream, why this goal, and how he got started doing all of that. So could you give us a little bit of your background, Juan? Absolutely, Jordiana. And first off, thank you so much for having me. It's, it's an absolute pleasure. I've heard nothing but great things about what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish. So I'm just happy to be here. So, so to the audience, in regards to, to how, who I am, I, I actually like to start off with why I'm doing what I'm doing. And it has a lot to do with uh, my bringing up. Around the time that I was about five years old, I was really exposed to the first sign of entrepreneurship through my mother. And she wanted to come over here to this country and, and build her own dental practice. And I saw all the trials and stipulations that come with starting your own business from a very young age. And it kind of inspired me to kind of do something uh, of similar to my own. It was right around the time of college that I came across a book called Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And after going from the start to the finish, it, it really just changed my view on how to build a business, how to create assets, how to build wealth for me, my family, and, and my future generations to come. So um, I got into real estate three years ago. It was all with the sense of how do I build this empire? How do I create this wealth that I could pass on to my kids and, and, and their generation moving forward? And I decided to become a real estate agent to get the knowledge. But when I broke into the industry, I realized there's a lot of people in this that aren't really doing the most of, of their potential. And I felt that I could do it at a much higher standard. So where I'm at right now is I've been in business three years. I'm in the process of building a big agency. I have about 40 agents under me right now. And the goal is to get to 1,000 in the next two years. And I want to do nice. that by inspiring others. I want to help others. And I, I definitely want to lead the way. And how has real estate been for you? Because we know, you know, um, from the outside, folks that are not in the real estate industry, that there's been news that it's been up and down, especially since the recession a couple of years ago. So is this like a valid industry to be having a full-time job? Because I know a lot, a decent amount of real estate agents that do have supplemental income in other fields, but how has your journey of doing full-time real estate been? Well, that's an excellent question. Why don't I just hit you with a quick number? There's actually a statistic out there that 87% of all people that get started in real estate fail within the first five years. Wow. And of the ones that actually survive those five years, actually, I think 90% of those end up dropping out a couple of years afterwards. So it's a very, very cutthroat industry. And the reason is it's not because it's complicated or it's not because it's rocket science figuring out the formula to build a real estate agency. It's more so have to do with, I guess, the difficulty of understanding that there's a lot of work that goes behind it. Mm -hmm. So my first year in the business, I came into this very energetic. I was very excited. I, I was extremely motivated. And I actually made only $8,000 my first year. And as you may know, you, you can't really live off $8,000. <laughs> and it was kind of like a wake up call for me. I, I fell flat on my face. I, um, I realized, wow, this is actually much harder than I thought it would be. And it wasn't until I got an actual mentoring coach that they taught me exactly what I had to be doing every single day for me to become successful. And then my second year in the business, I hit six figures. And now my third and fourth year ongoing in the business, I'm in route to do, we hope, uh, almost a million dollars in revenue a year. 
So where we're at right now is we're understanding that this is a very simple industry. You have to be doing three things every single day. And I'll kind of go into that a little bit later. Um, but it's also making me understand that when it comes to being an entrepreneur, you have to be patient. It's not going to happen right from the beginning. A lot of people think you're going to come into this and sell a million dollar house. And you're going to make 60K overnight. There's so much that has to go behind it for you to get to a client and for you to actually start making the whole entire sales process start. And then you have to be patient in terms of getting paid. The average sales takes at least three to four months if you factor in closings and appraisals and all of that stuff. So all in all, I, I think it's an excellent industry if you have a passion for working hard and you have a passion for selling real estate, but you have to go into it with the mindset, you may not make money the first 12 months. And if you could kind of hold on for that and, and, and really understand the process, then it's a great career for anyone. That sounds like the very similar to most of the entrepreneurial ventures out there. Just to give folks like a little heads up, you know, real estate might be a good option for you then. Because a lot of times uh, I hear people making it sound a lot more risky than that or a lot more scary than that. But most businesses don't scale or make revenue for the first 12 months anyways. And it's all about like learning the principles and making sure you get that like mentorship and you know how to understand the ins and outs of the industry. You get your foot into the door. You know how to sell, sell your client, find your ideal client and know what type of clientele you're looking for, you know, getting your audience locked in. So it sounds like you had to do a lot of that and the results are paying off really well. You know, you stuck with it, you persevered, and now you are getting to the, to the goal of being the number one real estate company worldwide. And what made you set that goal? Like, you know, that's really a big goal? Like what made you say, okay, this is what we're going to do. You know, what's the why behind that? Absolutely. So about, I think two or three years ago, it was like six months. As soon as I got involved in real estate, I got asked to be part of an organization called NAREP. And what NAREP stands for is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. And I went to one of their national conventions and I really learned about what their motive is behind everything that they're creating. And it had to do with creating wealth for the Latino community. And there's a lot of interesting statistics out there, uh, but all you have to know is that there are a lot of Latinos which are single-handedly moving forward the whole entire economic scale when it comes to real estate and home purchasing, everything of that nature. And I want to be the person that could kind of lead these people and educate them when it comes to home ownership and when it comes to creating wealth. So I really set out a goal and a, and a why with, with me and my team. How can I become, how can my team become the number one Latino agent or number one Latino team in the world. And I think that's by influencing real estate agents. It's by helping these entrepreneurs really understand what it takes to be successful. And it's by going global because at the end of the day, North America is as big as it is only is going to really, I guess, target a percentage of the Latino population nationwide. And I really want to tap into the South American market. So that's pretty much the whole entire reason behind the, the purpose and the why I want to help my community. I, I, I want to help uh, this demographic that I kind of really connect with. And I want to make sure I have an impact. Nice, nice, nice. And if we want to shift gears a little bit, right, you told us about how you had to learn from your mentor and how, you know, the first year was difficult and you just had to get, you know, into the flow of things. So since this podcast is called the misadventures of entrepreneurship, can you talk about like during that first year or during now, you know, what, might be one of like the biggest or most teachable misadventures that you've had so far being an entrepreneur. Yeah. So why don't we start from the beginning? As soon as you get into the industry, the number one problem you have is you don't have enough business. You're starting at the very front. You have to start building this book of business and clients and people. And it's very tough in the beginning because you're basically building a network from scratch. So in my very first year, the biggest issue I had was I didn't have enough people in my database to send me and, and feed me referrals. 
And mm. that's what I set out to do. I, I said, you know what? If I'm going to make money, I need to meet a lot more people. I need to shake a lot more hands. I need to build relationships with as many people as possible. And that's when I really started getting involved in networking and going out to events and uh, meeting people through uh, social media, wh whatever it took just to get face to face someone and let them understand that, listen, I'm your real estate person. Anything you need when it comes to real estate, call me. So that's the first year of really grinding it out, I think, in any business. And depending on where you get your, uh, your leads or your business, whatever it may be, the first year struggle really is making sure you get to the point where you have enough consistent business coming in. Now, year two, year three, all of that changes. And you want to get to the point where you have bigger problems. And I say problems in a way because the more problems you have, the means you're going in the, in, in the right direction towards growth. And as I started getting my, my book of business stuff and I started getting a lot of clients and I started getting a lot of people calling me for business, the problem shifted from not enough people calling me to too many people calling me. Uh, and now I had a new problem on my hands and it's the current problem that I am facing, but we're trying to uh, counteract, but it's, I have my phone ringing 24 seven nonstop. Um, <laughs> I have no time for basically myself or my family or anything I'm doing. And sometimes I find myself working like I said, I could wake up five in the morning and my phone's ringing until 11 o'clock at night. So right now, what I'm trying to do is put systems in place to really make sure that as soon as all these calls come in, there's a person or a software that is taking the lead, taking the call, servicing the person. And that way I could scale. So where I'm at right now, the main challenge I'm having is scaling. And that all comes in with leveraging people and leveraging the right systems and tools to uh, get to where I want to go. I definitely resonate with that. I was going through that same exact issue a couple months ago. And, you know, thank God, like my specialty is like systems and like execution. So I was able to fix it, I think, quicker than most because like that's just what I already did. But people don't talk about that, right? The, they talk about, I, I, I do hear a decent amount of content of, you know, the struggle coming up, but they don't talk about the, when you're successful, how it can also be a struggle and difficult to maintain, you know, the clients coming in because your phone is ringing off the hook and you're only one person. And if you don't have like a large team, if you don't have all the resources that you really need, it can then be hurtful to your business. I've seen people fail because of success, like too much success at once. If you, again, if you don't have the infrastructure to manage it, it will go down the drain because people are calling you, calling you. They're like, Oh, you know, this, this, um, somebody referred you to them. Then they're calling you, they're trying to reach you, you because you have so many calls going on, you can't get in touch. And before you know, it, you have a bad review because they're like, oh, this person wasn't, you know, I couldn't reach them. They didn't respond or we started the case, but they didn't finish. And then before you know it, now your referrals and your reviews are going down the drain because people can't even reach you. So success could also eat you up and swallow your company whole. You're spot on. And not only that, there have been companies that have failed because they scaled too fast. Mm -hmm. So it's very important that you do everything in an organic and natural way. And you have to get to that, I guess, phase two portion of your business where you transition to kind of, I, I would say, slow down on, on the new business, make sure that your current business is happy, put in the right systems, put in the right reputation management in place so that you can continue growing and scaling effectively. Because if, if, if you scale too fast, or you scale too slow, it mm -hmm. could be the demise of everything that you're trying to do. 100% 100% on point with that and then you know my next question is like what are some resources or hacks you have for or just suggestions you have for folks that want to get into real estate because you know I hear people all the time when they like see that question on social media oh what would you do if you had you know a hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars and a lot of people are like oh invest in real estate oh purchase real estate oh purchase land and I don't think people really even understand like the first step in that process 
So if you could just drop like a gem of like, what's even the first step if someone wants to become like a realtor or even invest in real estate, like what does that process look like? Is it research? Is it calling somebody? Is it reaching out to you? Like what does that first step truly look like if you want to be successful in real estate? Excellent, excellent question. And I would kind of just take Tony Robbins's model of success. If you want to actually mimic success or you want to accomplish some sort of a level of success, find the person that's doing it at that level and literally just train under them or pay them or, or, or do whatever you have to do to be able to shadow them. So if I had one, I guess, regret as a realtor when it came to my business over the last three years is I didn't find a mentor or a coach earlier on. If I could go back three years ago and say, you know what, I'm going to do this from scratch. I want to build this over as fast as possible. I'm going to find the best person in my industry, in my field, and in my region that I could kind of shadow and, and mimic and, and learn from them so that at the end of the day, I'll grow that much faster. And even if I'm working for free or even if I have to pay them, I still think I would have gotten more value learning from someone at that level much sooner rather than later. So if you're an investor and you want to get started in wholesaling, a sign of contracts, house flipping, buying, whatever it may be, find the person in your neighborhood or, or your state or whatever it may be that is doing it at a very high level. And then reach out to them, email them, speak with their assistant, whatever you have to do to get in contact with them and say, listen, I'm a motivated entrepreneur. I really admire what you're doing. And I want to offer you either time, value, or money for me to let you uh, go out there and, and, and let me learn what you're doing through your shadowing experience. So I think that internship in my industry is very rare. But if there's a way that we could kind of start promoting, you have to start learning at some point. And it's better to learn from the very best from the very beginning, as opposed to you figuring it out on your own. The, I guess the rate of failure in this industry would be way much lower. Nice. Like, that's really good to know. Cause like, I've never even heard people say that. Like people just, you know, oh, I'm going to just try, or I'm going to take this course. I'm going to learn. I'm going to buy this ebook, blah, blah, blah. Like I hear things like that. But I think, you know, have being in like a real estate office or like training under someone, and I, and I want to point out to what everybody, what you just said to everyone, because people might have heard just, oh, pay for someone to be your mentor or like be your teacher or whatever. Work for them for free. That's another form of payment, because at the end of the day, when you're paying them for their services, they're just going to pay that money to whatever, whatever other products or services that they need. So if it's, you know, an office assistant that they need, use the barter. And then get the knowledge that you need to then scale your business. Because a lot of times people, oh, I don't have enough money. Oh, I don't have this. I don't have that. But, you know, your time can be invested. You know, your energy can be a form of investment and to get you to the goal. And I, and I use that a lot of times when I was um, first starting out, you know, if I didn't have the money to pay somebody, I'm like, hey, I have this skill. You need this skill. Let's make something happen. And that's how I got into a lot of doors and a lot of opportunities. So don't forget about that as an option to, to get it done, but mentorship is definitely key. Um, as we are coming to the end of our interview here, I want to ask one final question, and that would be what type of message or information you would like to leave with the audience? You know, it could be some homework that should, they should go research, something that they should look up, something that they should never forget while being on the entrepreneurial journey, but what kind of um, information would you like to leave the audience with if they had one thing to take away from this episode? Yes. And honestly, as far as this interview goes, I think we put a lot of value together and the message that we're promoting, which is really go out and educate yourself and understand what needs to be done before you step into an industry. I think that's huge because at the end of the day, everyone associates coming up short or, or failure, like you're doing something wrong. But if you look at it from a different perspective, Failure is actually you going in the right direction because it teaches you what not to do. Mm -hmm. And if you start learning that through knowledge and 
new opportunities. It's just going to make you that much better of an entrepreneur. So I guess I would say in terms of my message for the audience and everyone listening, not everyone who wants to get into a real estate business needs to get their license. Everyone always associates that whoever wants to get into the real estate business needs to get their sales license. But it's called a sales license for a reason. And it's because at the end of the day, if you're a real estate agent, your main job, your main business has to do with buying, selling, or um, helping others rent. And at the end of the day, a lot of people get into this business, not for that one reason, rather they actually get into the business to invest. And if you want to become an agent because you enjoy the selling aspect of it, and you actually want to help people with buying their first house and selling their homes and stuff like that, awesome. Jump into it full circle and get into it and, and, and really take it on full on. But if you're just getting your license to say, hey, I'm getting my license because I want to become a real estate investor, there are different ways to become an investor without having to go through that course, without having to spend your time, without having to spend your money there. And there are faster ways for you to get the knowledge you need as opposed to becoming an agent. So my main, I guess, tip would be if you want to become a house flipper or you want to wholesale, or you want to actually go ahead and, and buy these multifamily apartment buildings, instead of paying these gurus $20,000, dollars $50,000, which I have many people that I've come in contact with that pay $50,000 for a house flipping course, take that money and invest in the deal of that investor. And instead of saying, hey, Mr. Investor, um, why don't we come to terms where I pay you X amount of dollars and you train me over the next couple of courses, literally go to him and say, listen, I want to learn from you. I want to shout at you. And I want to fund your next deal. And if you don't have all the money in the world, they're not looking for people that want to actually fund their whole entire projects. They have hard money lenders for that. But if they see a motivated entrepreneur that is willing to risk 20, 30, or 40K of their own money into putting into their deal, they're going to see someone that, that's really ambitious and someone that's really willing to do whatever it takes to be successful. And that could be the difference between someone that, that makes it and then learns from the best or others that just kind of go out spend a $50,000 course and do nothing. So I want to change that whole concept of, of how can we get into the industry and be successful. And I think it's through finding the right person and the right coach that can help them get to where they want to go. Nice. Thank you so much for that. Cause I didn't even know that. So definitely that is really key insight. Cause a lot of folks, again, they think, Oh, just take the courses and investing that way. So again, investing your time and money and resources in different ways can actually have a bigger impact that you, than what you ever expect. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Juan. And guys, definitely look, check out the information in the show notes section to see how you can stay in touch with him as well as learn more about his company and follow him on social media. Thank you again, Juan. Thank you for having me, Georgiana. I, I really appreciate it. And for anyone listening, if you want to reach out to me, you just find me on Instagram at Latino Agent, just how it sounds. And uh, feel free to message me. I, I always want to give value back to whoever's starting out. I was in your shoes at some point three years ago. And I want to make sure that you go in the right direction. So I'm really easy to talk to. Just send me a DM and we can connect from there. All right. Thank you guys. See you on the next episode. This has been a Gifted Sounds podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. For more podcasts, please visit giftedsounds.com.